1: hello hello this is private talk podcast with alexis texas and we are back season three and today private talk we have the pleasure of having shaka bars on the couch hello and welcome friends yes it's been a long time coming like you know we spoke a little bit you know sitting here was that um I don't really know how I came across you years ago, but it was something inspirational that made me stuck on your page, and I stopped mm-hmm. there, and I've stayed there ever since. So mm-hmm. I'm really happy that we'd definitely get to see your face and actually meet the person behind your personality. You mm-hmm. have a big one, and um, <laughs> I, I love that you know how um, open you are about your beliefs and where you come from, and mm-hmm. kind of just how you are in life. So tell us a little bit more about what you've been up to, who you are. Let private talk get to know you a little bit more.
0: Um, I mean, I've been doing many things. I feel like recently I've been working more in the capacity of a developer because I think that, um, while we have a lot of complaints about the governments of the world and the way things are running right now, without creating alternative systems for people to be able to live in, then those complaints are slightly, um, Slightly annoying. I mean, because you can
1: complain about it, but like, what are you doing about it?
0: Right. Like, what are you actually changing? How are you moving people into a better space? We know that what capitalism has done is Mm -hmm. been hiding its deficits and destroying the environment and doing lots of crazy things. But what is what does post capitalism look like, or what does an alternative system? So I've been more over the last like five six years. I've been more in the realms of developer. So building. Schools, hospitals, uh, working, taking care of orphan children. Amazing. Um, one of my most proudest things I've done uh, in recent years is I rescued an elephant from slavery. And I'm going to go and do that again. So
1: that's awesome. I think it's cool because it's one of those things. I think why at the time for me, if I think about where I was in my life, the time frame that I'm saying when I first started following you mm-hmm. is I was traveling a lot in the world and like seeing other sides, where it was really cool and very inspirational to see not only the culture of where you are, but to really appreciate it—not just what was what's shown to you from like either social media or the media in, in general, mm-hmm. because it's nothing what it really is. Mm-hmm. And myself of like going to—I um, don't remember if it was Bali. I think it was Bali. Mm-hmm. I went to Bali and I did an elephant tour, and I you know I have a picture with my friends. But mm-hmm. after doing it, it was the saddest thing. But it was mm-hmm. happy because I wanted to do it. But it was sad mm-hmm. because you saw the like the elephants being slaved, like mm-hmm. you know. And again, that's how they make their money. So it's like you. It's, give and take, like, how do you, you know, that's the, they're living off the land, Mm -hmm. but as, you know, liking animals and, you know, Mm -hmm. seeing that, you know, they're working on these tours and they're not getting a break and they're not doing all those things. So you see things a little bit more differently from the other side when you're Mm -hmm. in it. So that's why I feel like for you is having your reach and having your ability to do both is really cool to kind of, you know, segregate myself to like, I would even like I said, I don't know how I found your page, but I'm happy that I did, you know, but we are definitely two different walks of life, but have the same belief systems. And that's why I feel like kind of what rooted us together.
0: Mm-hmm. I think, um, a lot of the world exists in, uh, macro and micro cosmos. Uh, you, you look in a lot of the time people are thinking and acting locally. And then when you travel, you then start to, uh, think globally and mm. you start to think you know, like across the whole world. And then Other cultures become more interesting. I mean... It's like you
1: take the rose-colored glasses off because you have nothing other than to see what the reality is, what you're in.
0: Right. Well, that was 2020 for a lot of people where all of the clubs got shut down, all of the cinemas got shut down, all of the things that they used to do to escape where they were shut down, and then they had to be present. And so I, for a long time now, have been present. And that has allowed me to kind of... uh, For instance, before... I've been to Thailand before because I go there to do boxing, but... I'd seen the elephants before, but I never really went to go and inquire into how they were living and what was going on. And then when the world locked down, I was in Thailand. And so I just went to start seeing the elephants every day. And then I worked out how things were running and I raised some money and uh, we freed one of them. She's now free in a sanctuary. She's 56 and she's living her best life.
1: Oh, that's so beautiful. That's really cool. Like, How do you go about doing something like that?
0: Um, So in Thailand, elephants are taken, they're bred for working and people will pay for the elephants and for that process. And like a young elephant, because they know they're going to get, because elephants can live to like 80 years. Mm. So a young elephant, they know they're going to get at least like 50, 60 working years out of. And, you know, each photo or each trek is like $5, $10. So you can see that that adds up. Mm -hmm. So you've got to go to the owner. And then asked to buy them and then if they agree, you go to the government where the elephants are registered and then you would transfer that elephant into your name or into a sanctuary. So the elephant that we bought was like thirty thousand mm-hmm. dollars. But there's another one that I want to get when um, I go back and free her and I think that's gonna be more like eighty thousand dollars. And then they eat. What a lot makes of
1: food. the what's the what makes the like number change? Is it because of the, the age?
0: The age? Yeah. Right. The one I got was fifty five um, or fifty four. And the one that I want to get is 11. And so she's a baby, an elephant. She's so huge. So she would be
1: a big ticket price because she right. could get a lot of money.
0: Right. But she's, she, was, she was like, we had a real deep bond. The thing about elephants is is um, they're huge pachyderm-sentient beings. They're a keystone species. They can communicate in ways that we can't communicate so they have a frequency range that we can't even access really low vibrations and so the communication with the elephant is more like a feeling than like actually speaking like Mm -hmm. they understand what you say if you train them to do that but um we had a really deep connection and you know to the point where when I left she cried and I got pictures of like her crying Mm. and stuff and I was like oh so when I come back she's gonna remember because elephants have huge um memory banks and so that's really neat
1: That's really cool. I like that because for me, it's like you don't, like for myself, I, when I go in there knowing that I had a lot of empathy for what was going on, but you mm-hmm. don't know how you can help. You don't know whatever. So I feel like there needs to be more, you know, conversations about how you can, where you mm-hmm. can go and do those things, you know, because sometimes it is a little deterrent because if going there is the only, you know, situation, mm-hmm. sometimes not everybody has the means to do that as mm-hmm. well as doing, you know, but it's cool to see what the capability of the, what you can do and what that can, the process it takes.
0: You have as much power as you decide that you have It's just a lot of the time people become apathetic because they decide that somebody else is supposed to be responsible for their personal life choices or somebody else is supposed to be responsible for their life. So a lot of people think they'll see a problem and they'll think I can't solve that. And then it will make them depressed because once you make an observation, you have an obligation and then you end up in it like a kind of a spiritual battle. Me, when I see something, I'm just like, I want to fix it.
1: Have you always been that way from your child, or was there something that happened in your life that triggered you to go on this journey?
0: Um, I feel like there was a few there was a few stages. I knew when I was younger that something wasn't right, and I didn't know what was uh, with
1: yourself or the world.
0: Both. I felt like my myself had been conditioned into believing that selling drugs and like being aggressive this was the way that I was supposed to be but I knew that that wasn't right within me and then the world was like conditioning me to that place and um then I joined the military and then I realized the world very wasn't right because the military is obviously violence and all of these things that have been kind of paid for by the people of the countries like that's what tax like in this country for instance in the usa one third of every tax dollar gets spent on defense mm-hmm. right and though that might be good if it's like protecting the borders it's not good if you like bombing loads of kids in afghanistan right and so now i'm 19 and i'm in iraq in a war so then i was like oh yeah definitely things aren't right but It allowed me to realize that a lot of people when they want something in the world they just go and get it or go and take it and so I'm like well if I want something peaceful to happen I need to make it happen I can't wish or just manifest like prayer only works if you put action behind it so I'm like ever since kind of I left the military I've been making stuff happen
1: so you feel like that kind of shaped kind of like who you saw that you didn't want to become because of what it stood for
0: definitely and also seeing that Power is not merely just an idea. It's something that you have to physically do. You can't just be like, I feel powerful and therefore I am. But, you know, you're hiding behind Instagram when you need to be out on the streets doing something. Right? For
1: sure. I think, I mean, it's a powerful statement within itself It's because it's like, a lot of people don't get to those realizations, sometimes ever, you know, mm-hmm. and, and unless you really are willing to really do the work or you feel as something inside of you, like as it seems yourself, that is truly wrong and you can make a change because it's, mm-hmm. it's about the hard work that you put in. It's about what, you know, breaking those barriers because who else is going to do it? And that's mm-hmm. kind of why I feel like also too, why I gravitated is because I kind of teeter the line of not knowing what my power really is to that extent. But knowing that I know that I have power and I have beliefs in what the message is. Mm-hmm. Um, so I feel like that's why, again, with the conversations here at Private Talk, it's like not everybody knows each other fully, but mm-hmm. having the open, the hard conversations of finding out what that means and where the synergy with, with exo- exists with each other mm-hmm. is a beautiful thing.
0: I don't think any conversation is hard. I just, well, and maybe if you've got emotional...
1: Well, I think for some people, certain th- people don't like to talk about certain topics mm. or the fact of like what the real prob- like issues are of like mm. knowing that, you know, you can, like you said, like I, I made the comment of, of not knowing that you could go to Bollywood, but you can do it if you want to mm-hmm. put that behind it. But it's like, again, doing the work and knowing what that power really means mm-hmm. and actually doing the work. And that's mm-hmm. the most people don't want to do the work. Right. And so it's like kind of making that middleman kind of happen and that's kind of like where i feel like with you being so vocal where you are is kind of you being the middleman for your followers and who you've had that belief system kind of support what you're doing Mm
0: -hmm. i think i think um things become hard when you overthink like they say that procrastination is like masturbation you're just yourself right and a lot of the time people overthink themselves into inaction and things become hard when you decide that you're not gonna do anything about it. If you're gonna do something about it, then there's a different type of hard, but Mm. at least it's like action is behind it and you have the positive reinforcement of seeing the results of your work. Whereas if it's just, for instance, you know, you see people at these Oscars and Grammys and you'll get a comedian uh, like Ricky Gervais, for instance, who'll come up and start talking about pedophilia and everybody's like, whoa, oh, I can't believe he's speaking about that. Because they're not willing to actually address it that goes on, and like take that out of. I mean, look industry. at the world that
1: we've lived in with all these like things coming out with powerful people having issues with those things. Is you know what I mean? It's like that taboo. That's what I'm saying. Those things where it, it should be be taboo for us to speak about because it shouldn't happen and right, it shouldn't be right. you know hidden. It should right. be talked about right. in those things because that's kind of where those things happen.
0: Well, I mean, there is that too, but I'm just I'm just saying that to say a lot of the things that people don't want to speak about is because they're not willing to do anything about it. And, and that's, oh my, you're speaking, you're telling me about this, I don't want to know about this. Um, let's speak about something different. And, and I think 2020, for a lot of people, they had to confront issues that they never, they, they were able to run away from before. And now there's nowhere to run. So it's like um Erica say, when you can't go outside, go inside. And a lot mm. of people had to go inside and deal with their own shit.
1: I agree with that, myself included. You know, I had a lot of um, things that, because being so busy and on the road and whatever, is like mm. you deal with things, you know, surfacely because you have to, and it's every day. You know, you go you go day by day, and that's just what it is. But there's a lot of things when when everything was calm, and still there were things that I hadn't worked with or dealt mm. with or didn't even know were even issues because mm. there wasn't quiet time. There was mm. always static because I I created that because mm. I wanted to have. Something to make me not deal with those issues. Um, so it's like one of those where it's like. So I, I see the change of like having to do that in the work. It's just it's fascinating to see how they put in the work to doing now and like what mm-hmm. you stand by. So that's kind of also too like with you is me. You know, following you years ago, I feel like even some of your views and your beliefs have kind of changed mm-hmm. from me being in, in a fan of yours before, and so at one, a certain time, I know that you made a post and I was like, I understand that people change and stuff like that, but it's like also, and then you're not a judgmental person at all, but it's like, our parallels are so different too, was a question of, I've done pornography, I've mm-hmm. done sex, I've done all these things that I'm open about too. And not that you haven't done those things have been vocal too, it's, mm-hmm. but now your sigma, or your viewpoint you now, it seems more, negative about Mm. that so for me it was how do you still become or be so nice to me and Mm -hmm. things like that if your viewpoint changed on those things
0: because I mean this is the thing we aren't you aren't that industry right my partner she's an actress and she's a model she is not that industry She's not in boardrooms making the decisions as to what is next done in that in that space or place. Um, people, I can love people and I can love individuals without loving systems that mm. support the. I suppose the the
1: structure or
0: well s- s- that support dissent from spirituality, right? So I would say that. For instance, the music industry shouldn't be an industry because music is of the spirit and the voice is spirit. It's become an industry, so now people are making TikTok videos that then become songs, that then become garbage that everybody has to listen to all the time, right? And the reality is that actually I don't believe that it should be a space where things of the spirit should be commercialized. I think things of the spirit should be not industrialized to the point where now people who aren't creative, like corporations are controlling creativity because they're now influencing. We've got all this trash music. We've got these trash movies. We've got all of this trash coming out. And it's like the blind leading the blind. It's people who don't really know what spirituality is or they're not connecting with their spiritual self. Now sitting in boardrooms and making decisions for people who do know what that is. And now the people who did know what that is before and now having to play into a game of people who don't know what they're doing. So now it's like everybody doesn't really know what they're doing. And I think um, with, with pornography, I think, Pornography is not just sex, right? For instance, if I put on my Instagram now, a black man being shot to death by a white police officer, it will stay up there, right? But that is violence pornography. It's a type of pornography. If I was to put sex on my Instagram, that would be taken down. Some people are making decisions as to what is okay and what is not okay. Mm -hmm. And usually the people who are making those decisions aren't right right so like the people who influence health in the country for instance the people who decide what goes on with agriculture and what goes on with food aren't healthy themselves and so i don't have any issue with individuals per se unless they're harming others
1: but isn't part of what the content that you say that is harming others something that i'm partaking in because Um, for me is i pride myself off no, or being in tune with my sexuality, and I'm a mm-hmm. spiritual person as well, and I no longer mm-hmm. shoot porn for the last five years either. Mm-hmm. But I also still connect with my sexuality, and I mm-hmm. don't, and I don't use it as a stigma for something. It's how mm-hmm. I express myself, mm-hmm. and so that's why for me it's like. But if I'm also part of the problem because of um, I'm feeding into the play of what you're saying, is mm-hmm. how is there, where do you draw that line? because how am I not somewhat of the problem Um, in your view?
0: I mean, I am not good, right? Facts, and that's what I'm saying. I don't,
1: for you, it wasn't, you know, the conversation Mm -hmm. here wasn't meant for that either, but it was just, I've always been connected to you, Mm -hmm. and even after the comment, I never strayed, and I still follow, and I still Mm -hmm. support everything that you do. Mm -hmm. But as myself and me defining who I am as, mm-hmm. as an individual outside of my industry too, mm-hmm. I still don't stray from what I've done. Mm-hmm. So for me, I try. I minor. I minored in sociology, so I'm very fascinated about people and their culture of mm-hmm. why your beliefs are the way your beliefs, because mm-hmm. they may be different than mine, and that is perfectly mm-hmm. okay, as long as it doesn't harm what I'm doing to each his own. But I, I wanna know why mm-hmm. on certain things to get a better understanding of what that really means. It's because for me, it's. Not a, a harmful thing for me. It was mm-hmm. a glorified thing that I glorified, not because someone made me do mm-hmm. it, because I felt comfortable expressing myself in an artful way. That was my art. Mm-hmm. That's how I expressed myself. But in the, in in hindsight, 2020, mm-hmm. there's also what you're saying as well, mm-hmm. and that's not you're not wrong. But with mm-hmm. all the different types of porn and mm-hmm. what's being targeted to people's fetishes and this mm-hmm. and there's different, you know what I mean. And I'm on a smaller scale, but. Being so passionate and like having that opinion is why I wanted, you know, to have that conversation.
0: Um, I think the problem, particularly for me, is with black people and the way that black people are portrayed in an inferior power dichotomy, where we don't rule or control any of the industries that we enter into. Whether it's the music, whether it's athletes, the million-dollar slaves that we know that if you, you know, you can you know, beat your wife and not get kicked out of the NFL. But if you kneel down, you're going to get kicked out of the Mm -hmm. NFL. My friend Colin got kicked out of the NFL. And I think one of the bigger problems that, that I have is when you are in a power dichotomy where you're at the bottom of that power dichotomy, then anything that is done at the top is not something that you now get the end result of. So you don't get the money for any of that stuff, but you are getting... The deficits you're getting, the trauma you're getting, all of these things. The biggest um, viewers of ebony porn are white people, not black people, right? And so, i I don't think personally, I don't think that um, I don't think that adults who want to make adult decisions are being led astray by pornography as an industry. But I do believe that what is being taught or what is being told to be accepted, for instance. So, um, my friend, uh, David Banner, he's a music artist, right? And he made this, this music video, and in the music straight, video, the <laughs> he made this music video, and in the music video, he killed a police officer who, who had killed a black man like who was unarmed. And it was off the back of the whole Mike Brown, Ferguson thing that was going on, and that was banned. Right. I think it's back up now, but they had to fight for it to get back up and it was taken off his Instagram and all of these things. And so that was banned. That was taken off. That's not okay, Right. But the things that are okay uh, are things that I think are very much the uh, the removal of black power, the removal of power of of black people as a group where. There's the community red zone in here. There's the mass incarceration. There's the war on drugs. You know, b- black people are the bottom of the economic barrel, so to speak. And so, when black people are now allowed in music videos to make kind of the most, not even allowed. They're pushed by their uh, producers, by their labels, to make the most highly sexual videos. But it's not creative. It's all the same thing. It's like copy paste, copy paste, cookie cutter. Right, exactly, because sexuality and people have very different ways of expressing themselves.
1: And I definitely think it's overly sexual, even for myself. I think everything and now, like even in mainstream movies, is like almost like a softcore porn. Mm-hmm. It's like why, but you know, and that's why for me is kind of like why I get the parallels and the the arguments on both sides too. But being someone who has been in the adult industry prior mm-hmm. to and forever till the day I die, probably people will always be like, "Well, she's done. She's in porn. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter what it, you know." I mean, and, and that's so whatever mm-hmm. but the thing now it's like now it's over saturated it's mm-hmm. over like now every video has to be your thongs out you're half naked you're doing it's like a, it's like the like a pre-porn thing mm-hmm. so in that part i understand because it's not factual It like it's overstimulating people's minds in a ways mm-hmm. that you should over you shouldn't mm-hmm. but that's why it's like but where do you Draw the like dry the lawn
0: um, I think you draw the line where you start to remove power from people who aren't the actors and actresses and the creatives, the script writers, story writers, and give it to corporations who don't have a clue what's going on. So right. then you then yeah. create, for instance, the beauty industry, the makeup industry. That's why Rihanna's doing so well with her Fenty Beauty, where she's now taking back some of the end result of her beauty and her femininity and her leading women to products, whatever products those are, right? The the makeup industry and the fashion industry are not controlled by women, but women are, or the, let's say the wigs and the weaves. You know, some Korean man or some Indian man has an entire business based on black women's hair and we don't control any of the end result of that. Um, alcohol is another one. So we're massively addicted to alcohol. And at the same time, we don't own really many alcohol companies. You might have like a Diddy or a Jay-Z or mm-hmm. a LeBron have something. But as much as we consume, we don't produce. And so I'm not. I'm also not saying let's mass consume things that are gonna be degenerative for our health. But at the same time, if we did, we might have more influence into what we're consuming. And that's my problem is that if you are expressing yourself sexually, let it be sexuality of your own creativity and have whatever spirituality or whatever you just wanna fuck somebody, that's fine. But if it's like, some crazy geek with some wild fantasy who's just super rich and he's just getting you to do crazy shit and then creating trends that where people are just fostering craziness out of somebody's mind who's just got money that's the problem
1: for sure and i agree with that i mean i just had two episodes earlier today that i found about fetishes that i've never even knew existed and it's all based off of idealisms of what you're speaking of. Mm-hmm. So I get it. It's because someone's bored, someone's too overstimulated, someone's too this, whatever, and they want to say, hey, now this is a trend. So I mean I understand that and I respect that. But yeah. It's only
0: a problem when 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 somebody who just has a fetish or a trend or whatever then has money to turn it into an industry. Mm. And if we haven't sat down and done a psychological evaluation of this person, for instance, we haven't sat down and done a psychological evaluation of People that say that you know it is okay to have sex with animals, right? But then now somebody's got you know a billion dollars and said we're gonna bang out all of these movies and now this is gonna be the thing. Now it's like okay, right? Then thing. it becomes an industry mm-hmm. and people are working in that industry and being exploited because of somebody is crazy.
1: Yeah, no, I definitely wouldn't do any of that, but no, I definitely had to ask for me. It was like one of those, I was, you know, I'm definitely intrigued. I love having conversations like that to, it's you know to even just to have growth on even my inside of who I am mm-hmm. and what you know my you know obviously it's a belief system of what how I create myself mm-hmm. um, what is something or you can describe something that is exciting in your life right now
0: I am building build a village in Congo and I love how I, your,
1: your smile just lit
0: up yeah no it's great um, and I have adopted 22 children for my organization, IHA Africa. And we are basically creating uh, an agricultural community that Africa doesn't need aid, it needs trade. So we're creating an agricultural community that is connected to international trade. So amazing. That that for me is like civilization building now. So now I get to say like what fuel is being used and how the houses are looking and kind of what system is being used in that area for sustainable energy and all of these types of things. So we, we just started building yesterday 25 houses and we were gonna build hundred in the area and we were gonna build an orphanage and a school and Very it allows cool. me to get into my um, natural life conservation because that's where the last two hundred and fifty mountain gorillas are that I went to go and see. And so it's like for me it's like, you know when you look to ancient civilization when you look to ancient civilizations of old and you see, oh, the Egyptians were building pyramids and the Mayans were building pyramids and, you know, these things in the jungle, it allows me to walk into that. So maybe, you know, I can now be building things that will last for, it starts small, but eventually I'll be building yeah, things for that last last sure. for, forever. But that's
1: why I feel like it's like you're a doer, you do things, you know, you start, you have to start somewhere to like mm-hmm. be at all the things that you're saying. So I think that's really, you know, cool and very a cool thing to be a part of. I think that's really neat. How do you, if you wanted to support that, how could you support what you're doing? Is there some kind of fund that we can support here at Private Talk?
0: Um, I have the link in my bio on my Instagram. Also, I have a 501c3, so if anybody needs the tax thing, then we can do the tax receipts and um, we can use that to build houses. And um, I have my foundation called Africa, which is the 501c3, which has its own Instagram. And also, if you, can't, if you don't have money to give, then just share the stuff because we're sharing lots of beautiful uh, pictures and videos of the kids and the work that's going on. So yeah, just get involved.
1: That's amazing. I love that. I definitely will make sure that we can su- share that and uh, support you any way that we can. Is there anything you could instantly, if there was three skills you could instantly obtain, what would they be?
0: Uh, I would like to be a polyglot. I'd like to speak any language. Um, Recently, I learned Swahili, which is what they speak in Congo. And uh, I think there's a lot of brown and black and melanated people who don't speak any indigenous languages at all. And that in of itself, I don't think it was God's plan to make everybody speak one language. Colonization made everybody speak English or Spanish or French. But I think being able to speak a bunch of different languages, I'd be cool. Um, I think also being able to play different instruments, but that's just time and, but.
1: Do you play any instruments currently? No. None?
0: I don't have time. (laughs) I never have time. And then the other skill I think um, I would like to, you're saying acquire or just have? Acquire. Acquire. The other skill I would like to acquire is I would like to know the medicinal use for every single plant that exists. Because I like that. Um, in Ghana, we're about to build a plant medicine school uh, over the next two years. And I'm going to learn. So that's cool.
1: I love that. You know, when you don't know something, you're going to learn. There's so many knowledge is power. And I feel yeah. like that's really cool to want to implement that in what you're doing. But saying that, I don't know what it is. But you know what? We can learn because right. <laughs> that's the only way it's going to get done. Right. Dating life, how is that looking?
0: Um, I have a partner she's amazing Uh, I've been with her now for two years and um, she is you know I've never dated like dating was never something I was into because I felt like every time you would go out with somebody in that those types of settings or situations you basically are not meeting them chris ruck put it really well where he said you're not meeting them you're meeting their representative Mm. and you're meeting all the good things about them but not really meeting who they are so i I very especially
1: the first time
0: right right (laughs) so i very quickly stopped doing that and like making it an event and i'm not really into i'm an african man so i'm not really into roman antics right it's not kind of what i do like
1: romantics (laughs) Like being romantic.
0: But it comes from Roman antics from okay. Rome. I have nothing okay. in my life has to do with Rome apart from my language.
1: Okay. So meaning like, so are you not a romantic type partner?
0: Sorry. Oh, um, I'm definitely a, a kind and caring partner, mm-hmm. but I'm not a chauvinistic kind of misogynistic. Let me show you how much I can do with my money. So that you can feel special for a day? I'm like, let me make you Yeah, feel but special that's not
1: necessarily romantic. I think romanticism comes from more of like the thoughtfulness and like the planning mm-hmm. of things and like where the intent is, not mm-hmm. like what the intentions of something else means.
0: It it it's become tokenized, though. It's become like that. I
1: mean, like when there's Valentine's Day and those days, of course, it's like yeah. over. Like, I mean, for me, I feel like if it's not every day, like like I buy myself flowers every Sunday, like it's mm-hmm. not like it's something that should be like, oh, once a year type thing. I definitely mm-hmm. agree with those things. Mm-hmm. But I feel like there's other ways that you may, as who you are as a partner, mm-hmm. how do you show like being romantic with your partner?
0: Um, I will say to my partner, let's go to Panama. And swim with whales. Like, so
1: you're like spontaneous travel trip, like pack a bag, let's go.
0: Yeah, and and also um, like making sure that my partner feels secure in our relationship, and that she is, she knows that that she's beautiful inside as well mm. as outside. Same and um, I think also uh, being able to not just be a support for uh, her, but support creating a support system around her of people who she would never usually meet like for instance a lot of young women in la in particular they need mentors and they don't have mentors and they should have i have like 12 different mentors i am humble enough to admit that i don't know
1: i'm gonna say a lot of that's ego right
0: right because right, right. everyone
1: knows everything everyone right. yeah
0: but at the same time um when uh my my good friend, Maya, she's the singer, like the singer Maya. Um, she had broke something down to me in a way that I'd never thought of it before because I've never been a woman. She said that the reason why a lot of women aren't able to work together who are conventionally attractive, um, especially in acting and um, in modeling, is because since childhood they've been taught that a man is supposed to sweep them off their feet and is supposed to take care of them. And so in 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 being told that the highest achievement for a young woman is to be married um other women then look like your competition especially Mm. if there is a powerful man or you know a nice man and that's why a lot of women then end up don't fostering meaningful relationships because they don't see each other as a village of women they see each other as a competition. competition
1: i could see that for sure i think that's a beautiful thing way to put it i think that um Intentionally, when you are with a partner or whatever, your lives have to collide or whatever. So, it's mm-hmm. like if that's something that you have in tune with yourself, who have mentors, it's important to keep that as a foundation for mm-hmm. your partner as well. It's because it's, as women, it is sometimes you don't have that. And it's cool to see that inviting walk in a way because then I feel like that makes your relationship be able to grow in, in a way more expansive way. Mm-hmm. I like that. Craziest fan interaction? Have you ever had a crazy (laughs) fan interaction happen to you? Uh,
0: You know, there's been many. And the thing (laughs) is, is that fan is just Greek for fanatic. So we know where that is. And-
1: Oh boy, do I know it. My fans (laughs) can-
0: I bet, I bet because- You know,
1: I'm a strong lady, so nothing too crazy happens, but I've heard stories and I've, I've been a little part of mine, but- As a male though, you would think it wouldn't be as crazy, but I could see there's a lot of room for like, (laughs) because you're such like a nice person and inviting, like you're easy to talk to. Mm -hmm. It's not like you know, so I feel like once they get an in, they're like,
0: right. So what? So
1: what was the crazy story? The Um, craziest.
0: The craziest. I can't even say on, on camera. There's been some crazy things. You
1: don't like, have to say the fan out. He's just going to know. He's no, watching. I can't even say
0: what happened. It's too crazy. But like some...
1: <laughs> You're like, I'm currently in a legal battle. I cannot talk about it. <laughs> right.
0: Um, but um, I think the crazy is I was raising money. Because um, that's the other thing about me. I've been in the military. I've been on the roads. I've been in life that kind of has given me a toughness that most people wouldn't expect from now how pleasant I can be, mm-hmm. right? But you know, I still consider myself a boxer. So if anything happens, then I'm going to fight. I'm well, not fuck just gonna, you yeah, up. yeah, right. <laughs> you get take around the corner. <laughs> um, and I was boxing to raise money for. Uh, I was boxing to raise money to build a hospital in Congo. And on my journey to doing that, there was a woman who decided that she was going to marry me. Oh, and I. Didn't know who who she was, and um, so we would do some public workout events, and it was just on my Instagram. You know, we're meeting. Were you a single man
1: at this time? Was I even single?
0: No, I wasn't single. Okay. Um, and even if I was single,
1: I know, but that sometimes like leaves like for like oh, you know, you're not, you know, I don't know what happened yet, but I'm just saying it's like the openness of, but when you're in a relationship, you're like no, like okay, like what are you doing?
0: Yeah, no. So and and the thing is, is that most time people don't respect your relationship they even if but they respect you, you
1: would respect your relationship yeah no they of course they don't but I'm, right, they are right, never going to I, right, like, right. I used to be like hey are you married okay it doesn't matter he's not here right right, right. <laughs>
0: right no i do but at the time um we did some public workouts and then afterwards we did um like some food so people could come and we'd eat food but it was like i was like all right cool you guys can come and anytime i was inviting people to meet me publicly it was like with like a bunch 30 of 50 boxes so it's just like all oh, my mandem is like yeah, whatever come because whoever can exactly. do anything there's back there so <laughs> this woman comes and she's
1: she, Not a date <laughs> she
0: sits down we've just worked out we've been doing pull-ups and push-ups and sparring and all this stuff and she sits down next to me and she's looked at me and she's gone, I'm going to marry you mm. And I'm like, all right whatever so I'm sitting there I'm <laughs> eating my food and stuff
1: Were you intimidated at that point? Or were you just, I, the, the, I was just I, there was like a joke. Like, yeah, I was just like, whatever.
0: But she had her whole headdress on and she was like, and I remember she just, she was sitting there with scissors. And I'm like, why is
1: she got scissors? <laughs>
0: she was trying to cut my hair.
1: Oh. And I, I was
0: like, why is she trying to cut my hair? Obviously, so that she can try and do some magic or whatever. Am like, she
1: shooting a voodoo doll over there? What does she do to make you fall in love with her?
0: I don't know what she was trying to do. Anyway, I did the boxing match. So the boxing match comes a few uh, weeks after or a month after, and I won the boxing match. And she came to the boxing match, and I had to hide from her because she was. I was like around, like seeing people and stuff. And then I seen her. I was like, oh. She right, like, where's my upstairs. husband? Right. I was like, no, I'm going upstairs. <laughs> So I went upstairs because I have to keep my mind right. I can't be like, let me deal with this crazy person. I'm going to fight somebody. And then after um, the boxing match, um, I'm like, get my congratulations from everybody. Thank you for coming. We raised like 100,000 um, hundred thousand pounds we, to rebuild this hospital. The work had already been going on. So I'm really happy. I'm really happy. And then after the boxing match, I just see this this, this woman like, standing right right at the end in the corner it was like like this dark
1: presence she was she was
0: like standing there and she was just like shaking like this and i was thinking to myself not today like not today and um do you remember her (laughs) (laughs) i was thinking to myself not today it's
1: like uh, i know that
0: let me get out of here so we just tried to get me to the car as quickly as possible and as i was going out to the car she'd intercepted me and she gave me this bag and she's like, you need to take this to your house. You need to take this to mm. your home. And I'm like, what is it? Is it a bomb? Well, I didn't want to even look in the bag. I was like, what is this woman doing? <laughs> when I got home, I realized that she had Photoshopped pictures of me oh, no. between her and her son mm. and created a whole photo album of our future together. And, and she created like many, many Instagrams and she was, it was crazy. And I was just like, I don't need that anymore in my life
1: uh that's, were you frightened were you frightened i mean that's a little that's a little like uh, what is it that movie that um whitney houston was in <laughs> which one? <laughs> the one um the one the bodyguard bodyguard oh, that, yeah, like yeah, it's yeah. very like yeah. you're cutting things. yeah no it was
0: it was a bit mad and like to say that i think she'd got hold of like like something something of mine and it was in the book and I was like, how did she even get hold of that? And it's in the book.
1: Should I take a She's, s- <laughs> I was like,
0: get this out of the house straight away. I don't want this thing in my it's yard. bad
1: juju. Get this
0: out of my house, out of my energy. And um, and forever after that. Personally, I don't do that many public appearances or many public visits. I'll go out on my own to go and do stuff, but I won't be like, hey, I'm going to be here because crazy people turn up, as well as beautiful people. So this, is, this interview is the first interview i've done in four years
1: oh thank you for coming to private talk
0: i'm going to do more because i'm building the houses and stuff but i was like people was people just expect me to do stuff and they and they expect me to do stuff that they think that i should do not stuff that i actually want to do or stuff i'm interested in
1: well i appreciate that we're something that you're interested in that you actually wanted to take the time to do that because you know for me it's one of those things is I want to talk to people, too, that I'm fascinated by, that I want to get to know more and, and all those things. So it's like I hadn't seen anything really from you. And I don't like to widely watch interviews from mm-hmm. people because I don't want it to take away from my own creative like conversation and mm-hmm. what it is. So I'm happy that you you know, took the time. Was there a reason why other than you know just the fact that people thought to do other things for interviews or that you kind of shied away from doing stuff?
0: I didn't feel like I'd done enough. OK. A lot of people.
1: So you're hard on yourself.
0: Definitely, I'm. I'm. I'm a serial objective analyzer. So unless I think I have something to talk about, I'm not going to talk. Um, like really, if I'm doing something and I'm like, we're doing this, we're doing this. I need to galvanize energy. We're building this. Then I'll talk. But I'm not just going to be like, listen to me and my life and all of these things. Like yeah. even my own relationship. It's not that important. Like, when you think of your heroes, you don't usually think of their relationship. You think of the work that they did when they were alive or why they're your hero, not were they having a fight with their girlfriend
1: or yeah, their boyfriend. Yeah, but I don't think that or- it comes to the fight and thing like that Like so for Me is like, with my show, it's private talk, is that it's to get people like yourself and other people in different genres mm-hmm. to talk about things that aren't just all the time that we talk about on other podcasts and it gets mm-hmm. you to open up a little bit more is because, yeah, I don't wanna know about your fight with your girlfriend, no, but mm-hmm. I wanna know you as a whole person, mm-hmm. not just a piece of who you are. Your business and what you believe in is a piece of who you are, but who your whole life is like mm-hmm. is a lot more and it, it embodies and to me, it makes you more real. Mm. more where I feel like I can connect more, where it's like, oh, like even with me, people are like, oh, I'm such, like, I love you, some of all these things, they don't know me. Mm. They know how I have sex, so Mm -hmm. for me, I'm like, if you wanna have a conversation, then I can change that, like that narrative, and Mm -hmm. I'm great with that, that's why I love meeting my fans and they're very interactive, but you just don't, like, you just. You have to give like I've, one thing I learned in my show is about the vulnerability, mm-hmm. and one thing I never really had before is because I hid away from from my persona because mm-hmm. that's just who it was. Now it's like showing a different side of Alexis mm-hmm. Texas because there's multi facets of to who I am. Like porn was just one thing that defi- mm-hmm. doesn't define me. Mm-hmm. It was a, a part of who my like who I was, but it's not doesn't stop there. There's so many different things. So that's why I feel like with here it's like asking questions about maybe You want to know about your dating life. Doesn't mm-hmm. stop there, but you know. What makes you smile?
0: In this order: children, animals, and people being happy.
1: Biggest strength.
0: Um, fearlessness. I don't have fear when it comes to. I think that if you believe in God, then everything is in God's plan. So fear is not existent. It's non-existent. So I don't think, I think it's difficult to really believe in God and then have fear, you know? Because God has got you no matter what. And and you are here for this time in this reality, in this whatever we call this, this uh, reality, this liquid crystal VR projecting vessel for a short time. And while you're there, you should do whatever your spirit feels. And um, I think the fearlessness that I have has allowed me to travel to places most people would never go and do work and make connections that has made me, I I feel interested enough in myself to be able to be happy because there's an African saying that says that a young man who has traveled is wiser than an old man who stayed in a village his whole life. So I feel like I'm... I'm there.
1: I believe that. I love that. What about your biggest? Your, what is your weakness?
0: Um, you no weakness, one? just you. Well, do you have one? <laughs> I'm
1: like you know. Some people don't. You know you don't want to tap into that.
0: No. Um. Honestly, before I had weaknesses for sure. I I I did inner work and got rid of them. I used to be, I used to be addicted to sex when I was younger. Like. I spoke to a psychologist, and she said to me, the reason why you're having sex is not reasons to have sex. And until I was able to go through that and overstand it and go through that, I was useless because I was always trying to have sex, right? Do you
1: think you are a sex addict?
0: 100%. When, when, during the time when I was in the military, 100%. And I had a girlfriend, and I was What was the her... time
1: length of that this existed?
0: Probably like...
1: Like it was from when you started to have sex until you realized you had an issue? Yes.
0: Okay. Yeah, yeah, because the ways that I learned about sex, porn, um, because my father wasn't in my life, and my mother was trying to raise three kids as a single mother, so she she was open to conversations, but I also didn't feel like I could have conversations with her about sex because it's my mom. Mm -hmm. So I learned from some of the mandem who were elders, and they were selling drugs, and they were like criminals. They were just criminals. So the way that they looked at women wasn't in a way that was holistic or it was just completely misogynistic so i learned that way about women then my mom had taught me other things about women when it came to sex i was just like that's what it is mm-hmm. you've got to like you know try and have sex for the longest and do all of these things and then at which point i realized that actually i needed to stop doing that because it was taking up my time from like doing useful other stuff things,
1: yeah is so at the time that I started following you, had you watched any of my porn or did you even know who I was or did you see that I was just following you because I was verified?
0: I saw that you was following me because you were verified because there was this app at the time. It's not, it doesn't exist anymore, but you could just see who's verified and following you and who has a following. And I was like, well, I'm trying to do this thing in Somali. I'm trying to, do, I'm not just trying to get as much energy mm-hmm. there as possible. And then but I've probably seen it. I used to watch porn when I was younger. Well, yeah,
1: I and mean, a lot of people too like I feel like in how old are you?
0: I'm thirty four now.
1: So I feel like in it's like in that bracket of, I'm 36, to so probably mm-hmm. 37, but it's like, it was just, sometimes people watch porn and it doesn't have a name. It just mm-hmm. was there to watch. It wasn't like, you know, there's a, elite people that have mm-hmm. real, like, fan base of, mm-hmm. obviously, why Alexis Texas exists of mm-hmm. myself. But a lot of people, like, when you ask them, like, with dating-wise, it'd be like, oh, well, I watch a lot of porn, but I just not like I put a name to a face type of situation. Right. But I always wondered, but mm-hmm. why I like, you know, you as well is because you always treated me as a person, not Mm -hmm. that I didn't know any way if you knew what my porn was or not, Mm -hmm. but it was always like who you were as what you identified on the page, like what Mm -hmm. you like stood for. So I always like, I respected that and like everything that you had from like you sending me fruit and like Mm -hmm. you being a part of whatever I thought was really great to be a part of because also, because of who I am, a lot of times, sometimes mainstream and things like stray away because, oh, well you do porn, like, oh, I don't wanna be uh, like attached to it or whatever. And I'm just like, I'm more than just that if you want to talk to me, but I'm mm-hmm. also get it too. Like, cool. Peace. Like, I see you still watch my stuff. I, Whatever you want to say.
0: No, no. It wasn't that. I know. what. So I have a lot of female friends from various walks of life. When, when So something that I didn't share. When I was younger, just after I came out of the military, um, a close friend of mine was murdered in front of me. And some of the people that I believed should have helped me out at the time because, you know, he was murdered in front of me, I had his brains in my lap, like, I was, like, in a very traumatic situation. Of course. Some of the people that I thought were cool and should have helped me out at the time didn't. Left. The only person that actually helped me out at, at that specific time was my friend Maya, who was a sex worker. And I, when I was in this kind of sex addiction phase, when I was, like, 14, 15, and I was selling drugs and all this stuff. A lot of my close friends were strippers and sex workers. Um, and I found out very quickly that a lot of those people were the realest people because of the job that they do. There's just no bullshit. So, so then I mean, some of the- as straightforward as you can be. Right, exactly. <laughs> so so then um, that had made me kind of judge that less, because at the same time, like. I was a little criminal. So I, I didn't have any moral high ground to kind of stand on. And even now, I think more my moral disposition is that of once you make an observation, you need to make, sorry, once you make an observation, you have an obligation, right? And for me, dem- doesn't matter where you're from. Everybody enters into a spiritual battle when they see something wrong and then they do nothing about it. And we're all hip- hypocritical. We're all hypocritical by living in systems that are benefiting from colonialism benefiting from sexism benefiting from racism benefiting from all of these systems that make some small echelon of humanity richer than everybody else etc etc and I think it's being able to know how to point out what is wrong and do something about it at the same time as still find a way to love everybody
1: is there anything that you kind of regret that you never like stood up for in that way? That you, or maybe you've revisited because it kind of like stood out back in your mind and you were like, I, I maybe complained like you said and you didn't do something. Is it something that kind of like stood out for you to go back to?
0: Um, when I was in the army, women was always getting raped, but I never saw it, but you, you would hear after the weekend had passed, you mm-hmm. would hear that there was like a rape case going on and this person's going to court and this person's going to court martial. And when I was younger, my mother, um, she was abused by my father and she's a survivor of sexual violence. And um, that led me to do the work that I do in Congo, where I'm supporting survivors of sexual violence. I'm uh, taking care of children who are survivors of sexual violence. I'm putting them through school, I'm feeding them, I'm providing them with job opportunities, etc. That made me, as a child, the man that I am now is who I wanted to be around me when I was a child.
1: Like a father figure.
0: Exactly. So, I think th- that in of itself has become my life work. But definitely, there was things that I had heard of and I would I'd seen when I was younger that I learned through society, etc. And there's things that I've done. Um, and that I was part of, like for instance, there's no reason to knock people out or just be violent or whatever. Um, obviously, in a boxing ring is different, but, <laughs> but just to be violent or whatever when you could be a nice person. And so I think now I have aligned my karmic position back in balance. But before, like you should never go to the army mm-hmm. and like mm-hmm. train to kill people. That's not a real human cool thing to do. It's just. society society
1: makes you believe you know for sure and and what's crazy is i had a family member of mine um my my family part of my family was very like in turmoil of what i chose to do they didn't talk to each other for a while but for me i never asked them for their opinion so Mm -hmm. it wasn't really heavy on my mind Mm -hmm. but um we there was a family event that we like went to and my uncle he told me he was like I don't want you to think that I ever judge you. He's like, I've done worse things of you. So for who like who am I to judge? Who am mm-hmm. I to say, you know, anything different? It's like we all make our own choices. It's mm-hmm. like who you are as a person. And that really mm-hmm. stuck with me was because mm-hmm. that's to me is like, you know, I say all the time is like we're all individual, we're all people, we all put our pants on every single day the same. Mm-hmm. As long as you respect me and my space and what I believe in, or not even necessarily what I believe in, but respect me, mm-hmm. then we're fine, you know what I mean? As mm-hmm. so long as it's something else, and, that, and that's just not, like, um, for me, as, like, a human thing, like, kind. Like, for mm-hmm. me, it's like, I don't have to agree with what you're saying, mm-hmm. but I can respect you as a person. Mm-hmm. I can respect who you are, like, and, and what, you, what you speak for, mm-hmm. you know? So I feel like that a lot of people forget about just common decency and respect for one another, and mm-hmm. fuck about, like, who you voted for, what your beliefs or whatever. It's just mm-hmm. finding a common ground of, like, being human. right. All love and peace and all those kind things I mean, that make have, us feel a great.
0: I think you have to judge, but just, like you have to, you well, have to always judge, but, be but don't judge from a place of ego. Try to judge from a place but of But that's love. the
1: thing is everyone has judgment in a sense, but it, to me, I don't think it's judgment. And we have choices. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? I can choose, even if you tell me how you is, doesn't mean mm-hmm. I can have to like sit beside you. Mm-hmm. I can choose to see like, I'm cool with knowing who you are. And when I see you, I will say hello to you like I do everybody else and respect mm-hmm. you. But I don't have to support you. Mm-hmm but again like i think we can all coexist with each other and mm-hmm. what that means and that's why i feel like a lot of people it's like who are we to say cuz i did something when i was from in my 20s to my 30s. like 30 like who are you to say that i'm any different of a person than you are he is mm-hmm. she you know anybody like why are we different we're all you know, fundamentally the same what are top 3 rules three rules in your life that you abide by um, your code of honor
0: my code of honor um
1: Shaka bars, what are your coat of (laughs) honor?
0: Live clean so that your works can be seen. Because I remember it's funny. um, A friend of mine a long time ago, he said to me, this is probably a UK joke and you probably won't get it. He (laughs) said, um, said, uh, you can build a thousand bridges and shag a single sheep and nobody's ever going to remember that you built a bridge. True story. And um, obviously, I'm not into sheep, sheep, or, <laughs> or bridges or any of that stuff. <laughs> but I'm. But now I'm a developer. I need to make sure that the way that I live reflects the work that I do. I can't be, you know. People expect that what they see on Instagram is going to be uh, what they get in real life with most people. But most people on Instagram are lying. Like they're not portraying who they really are. It's just a piece of who they are. Me on Instagram, I've never done a paid promotion on my Instagram. So I say what the fuck I want on my Instagram. I do what the fuck I want. It's a free space. And it allows me to show the world a world that I want to create for, for, for people to think, right? So it allows me to, to do that. And if I am now like some cra- like crazy drug addiction or I'm crazy something, it's going to stop people from seeing that thing. They're going to be like, yeah... So I hear what that person's saying, but did you know this is nix? you're this? crazy, right? And I ain't trying to do that. I'm trying to be as balanced as possible. But I think, possible. but I
1: think that that kind of aligns with again who you are. And I think that from again as a an outsider looking in, from you know, it's it's your life path. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like you, everything has been authentically like I mean, Like again, yes, there are people that you know who have an Instagram life, whatever. But I feel like I'm a pretty good judge of character from knowing that because I live in that world of Mm -hmm. seeing what that is. And again, I have done paid posts, but it's all based off what I want still, and Mm -hmm. nobody can dictate what I like. And so Mm -hmm. that's why I like your thing is very, you say what you want because that's what your belief is. And I think that that's what stands about who your fan base is and who your core is and what supports you is because Mm -hmm. those people are two alike the same. Because people wouldn't find who you are, or get the similarities if mm-hmm. they weren't somewhat in tune with themselves on a path that's leading to where you're where you're going.
0: Right, and I I get you know I've been ostracized many times. I have my Instagram account deleted. Lots of people won't. But I mean, I me. think social
1: media and all those things. I mean, and even media itself. It's it's mm-hmm. you know we're censored. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm shadow banned. I have 5.9 million followers, but I'm still not seen by people. I get 20,000 likes on something because why? Because people I'm not allowed to like. And it's nothing that in me I'm the most PG, probably <laughs> fucking thing that is because I know that just having my ass alone in the picture is gonna get something that's like mm-hmm. a problem. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I'm not even doing anything. I'm wearing clothes. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So it's, I get it. And that's why I feel like maybe I empathize more with like someone like yourself is like you have such a big message to spread, mm-hmm. where it's like your reachability to, to be so much more not solicited because of what you're saying. And again, it's not like not everything you're saying is a fact Mm -hmm. but it's your belief Mm -hmm. and that you know and there's a following behind that Mm -hmm. so i think that's a beautiful thing
0: my my truth is important for me it doesn't need to be important for everybody else and i have this thing where over the years many people have said i don't agree with everything you say but i respect you Mm -hmm. and the reality is it's because i am a sovereign being in control of my own truth and i and say what I believe is true and people resonate with it then they do and if they don't then they don't but I definitely ain't out here destroying people's lives and like doing illegal mining and all of that stuff I'm for
1: sure and and it's not something I think maybe because it's you because speaking your truth isn't in a forceful way it's Mm -hmm. like you said you receive the message how you want to Mm -hmm. and that's again living true to yourself and your spirituality and who you are as a human being of why I feel like you are in the right path of where you're supposed to be what is the best advice you've ever gotten? Oh gosh, I have
0: so many, I have so many good Okay, let's
1: say, what's the best advice you've ever given?
0: Oh, now, the best advice I've ever given. I think the best advice I've ever given is, um, is to anybody and to everybody is You can live with mistakes, but you can't live with regret. And I feel like a lot of the time people, rather than standing on their spirit and doing what they know that they have to do or what their intuition is telling them to do, they do something that is influenced by conditioning rather than spirit. And so I think my best advice is always go with spirit, even if you think you're going to make a mistake, because if you don't, you don't want to be the old person with regret.
1: I love that. Do you remember your first celebrity crush? Uh, did I ever? You had to have a celebrity crush. Did I ever have
0: a celebrity crush like that? And you, know, you know why? Because at the time, remember I told you I was addicted to sex. Mm-hmm. I was having sex with whoever I wanted to have sex with. So at you weren't the time.
1: like really looking for like that other...
0: I didn't even see like a relationship as an idea as something that I was interested in. I was just like who can have sex with. And
1: So were you just like a habitual, like, sexual person and not really had any relationships until recently?
0: Um, no, I tried to have relationships, but when I had relationships, a lot of the people that I was with, they were in a place of maybe growth and change or uh, like um, some of them... Wrong were time, in right? situation. Yeah, like, like time situation. right person, wrong time, wrong person, right time maybe, but I... Um, I never, and then the thing is, is like now where I am, I'm friends with whoever I want to be friends with. So um, I've never really had that barrier of how do I get to that person or how do I, so when I was younger, I was very much living in the present with the women that were around me. So I had, you know, if you want to call them the baddies, they were all there. <laughs> they were. You were
1: living your dream at 15. I was literally <laughs> living my dream at 15. Like everybody
0: okay. who I thought was attractive, I wanted to be with. Who I was with.
1: Okay, okay, all right. I like that. All right, well, we are going to play Truth with Texas. Mm -hmm. This is going to be a little bit more racier for you. Don't be too shy.
0: Okay. But
1: we are going to do it. So how Truth with Texas works, if I can grab my cards over here. Mm -hmm. There are four cards. We will go through each card. Each one is an ace. Each ace suit is a different type of question. From Mm -hmm. romantic, kinky, naughty, and spicy. You'll ask a couple questions through each, and then. You survive. Cool. Truth with sexless. All right. Here you go. First card. What do we got? Ace of diamonds. It's a spicy question.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Let's see what we are going to know. Hmm. Hmm. Longest you've ever gone without sex?
0: Seven months. Twice. Once when I was in Iraq and once... In 2020, when the world locked down, and I was in Thailand, and I saw my partner that I'm with now, like for a week before she then came back here, and I stayed in Thailand, and I was, you know, I was spending time with elephants, and I was happy. (laughs) I was that that actually was one of the clearest (laughs) times ever in my life was when I was just
1: celibate,
0: celibate, and I, I was abstaining by choice. not like there wasn't options, but I was just like, "Ah."
1: but of course, hmm. Have you ever stayed in a relationship for sex?
0: No. No.
1: Have you ever fallen asleep during sex? Yes. (laughs) You want to talk about it?
0: But not sleep like I've knocked out.
1: Like you knocked out?
0: (laughs) Not sleep like I've knocked out. When I was having sex for just no damn reason at all, I just went into a trance and I just wasn't there. So I was having sex. I was still we're going. Like, shock,
1: because I shock.
0: Because I haven't drank since I was 17 or 18. So, okay. So I've always had stamina. I've always been conscious. But I was having sex sometimes just to have sex. So I was just having sex, going through the motions. But I wasn't there.
1: But you weren't there. I weren't there. <laughs> were they upset about it?
0: They <laughs> was loving. They was enjoying <laughs> themselves. They, was...
1: they didn't know you weren't there. But no, you no, no. were there. <laughs> I
0: was not there. I was not present.
1: Hmm. Let's see. Have you ever dated somebody older?
0: I've had sex with people older. I never dated somebody older, though.
1: How many, like, real relationships have you been in? I feel like you more, like, because the whole, like, um, sex addict thing, mm-hmm. I feel like, and especially because of the male thing, maybe because I'm biased because I'm a female, mm-hmm. but you probably fucked a lot of ladies, mm-hmm. but you weren't in real relationships, like, probably, like, three or four.
0: Yeah, pr- I probably say real relationship literally four in
1: my life. Yeah, I could see that for you. I don't know, if I'm psychic or not. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but I just feel like when you're like figuring that stuff out, like mm-hmm. you're not worried as much as like we're like sometimes females we are emotionally based driven.
0: Oh, I definitely was not emotionally. Exactly. So I'm
1: like that comes for men and even like myself. Really emotionally, it comes later on. But we mm-hmm. think that you're emotionally ready for that as a female. And we're just mm-hmm. like, oh, yeah, different, different, different question. <laughs> Have you ever been turned down for sex? No. No, never happened?
0: No, it hasn't happened because I haven't You don't put yourself in those situations? No, if, if, if it's gonna be sex, then I know it's gonna be sex. If, so if you,
1: you know, you have good intuition?
0: Yeah, I'm very good at energy and also chemistry. So I don't need to you try to force. You can read the force. room. Yeah, I don't force stuff. Okay,
1: all right, next card. See, it's not so bad. I I definitely lightened it for you. I have to (laughs) spades is a naughty question, which is our favorite here at Private Talk. Handcuffs or blindfold? Back in your promiscuous days or maybe now, do you still, you Um, know, indulge?
0: I mean, I've been locked up before, so.
1: So blindfold. (laughs) So neither. (laughs) Does it give you some kind of PTSD? Uh,
0: Look, I was never enslaved, but I heard about the shit. So. So you're like no. No, just no.
1: Um, do you like dirty talk?
0: Um, not really. No. Not because, you know, I think to get your mind into a space where you're sexually aroused, a lot of, a lot of what that has become, because of pornography, because of um, surface level conversations like people like having small talk because they're scared to actually really go deep the rivers will flow the deeper you go right and when you Mm -hmm. have somebody's mind kind of there present with you you don't need to really you don't need to well I don't I don't feel you don't need to say stuff that's like shocking them to get them to that space you can get you can get them to that space naturally because they're just really into you and that's why a lot of people have had climaxes, but not many people have had orgasms because climax is stimulated and orgasm is God-spirited. And a lot of people ain't having sex with God. They're just having sex, like, just to have a release.
1: I agree with that. And that's why, like, also when you heavily speak on, like, the sexual things, I can understand it um, when you dissect it mm-hmm. in a sense like that is because... It depends. Like people can have sex for different reasons. Like Mm -hmm. me and like in the like like in like porn having sex was more of an animalistic like release of just whatever Mm -hmm. and no emotional content of Mm -hmm. what it meant to me. Mm -hmm. As my personal life is where I need those filling things Mm -hmm. of where of like where if you don't speak to me whatever like the emotional level and like I always say like I'm demisexual like you have to be mind stimulated to Mm -hmm. me to make me actually want to be sexually stimulated to mm-hmm. you. Cause it's easy just to be physical with anybody, but right. to be like sensual and to be like mind stimulated is a different level of growth. So I feel like it's a different, higher expectation of orgasm than mm-hmm. just being like, oh, this could happen. Right. Have you ever faked an orgasm? Many times. Many times? Many times. You know, <laughs> why? I just realized that this was a thing. Like I had a conversation with one of my male friends. We were at dinner and he casually told me this thing because he was telling about a situation. And I was like, but wait. And he's like, why are you thinking about all the times that you could think someone could have faked it with you? And I'm like, no one's ever done it. He's like, but you don't know. And I'm like, I really don't. But I didn't think that that would be a thing. So explain to us, Shaka Barbs, what's (laughs) going on over here.
0: It's definitely a thing because... As I said before, I was having sex for reasons why you shouldn't be having sex. So therefore I was having sex with people I shouldn't have been having sex with. So though they were
1: But you th- say that, but were you simu- were you stimulated at that time? It was just you couldn't like it wasn't satisfying overall.
0: Um, no, and at the time as well. A lot of the time I was just doing it to you know, all right, this is the thing. This is a thing that a lot of people should learn. There's three different types of sex. Teach us here. Right. There's three different types of sex. This is this I was taught this by my master teacher, may he rest in peace. Dr. Uh, Layla or Layla Africa. There's three different types of sex. There is um, procreational sex. We know what that is. There is um, recreational sex. And then there is sex for regeneration. And what we keep mm. doing is we keep doing recreational sex. So the Netflix and chill generation is here, right? Boy. And when you're having sex to recreate something, you're not creating anything. It's escapism, it's sexual escapism, right? The same like with ganja. If you're having ganja, and I've done it before, because life is hard.
1: I love weak. Right. shout out to my 420, huh?
0: <laughs> if, if you are having ganja, right? And you are not meditating, not ever once, but you're having it, you're opening up gateways and you're letting in any kind of energy without having any control of directing that. And so just like alcohol, as I tell people, they shouldn't mess with alcohol because we call alcohol spirits, mm-hmm. right? But people don't know what spirits. They just know, oh, mm-hmm. we're going to drink. And then afterwards, they're like, oh, I'll never drink again. Right? And they do that often. My right?
1: gypsy's out It's cool. Right, right, right. <laughs> <And> so,
0: <laughs> so um, when you have sex for procreation, you're making a child. When you have sex for recreation, you are making yourself stay in the same space. But you're not growing. And then when you have sex for regeneration, which is part of... Um, a technique that I learned many years ago called ejaculation, where nothing comes out but you then rechannel the energy within yourself yeah. that way as a man is this
1: something that you do with a partner or by yourself
0: anytime forever okay so unless I'm trying to make a child I will oh, okay, do okay. that so the thing is is, is so the
1: intentions of what that is
0: the intentions but also physically if you look at like so DNA for instance sperm contains DNA Um, each sperm has the equivalent memory or the equivalent information of 36 megabytes and men ejaculate between 400 to 600 million sperm every time they ejaculate. So essentially, ejaculation is the equivalent of running 20 miles for a man every time he does it. You have to replace that potential life-giving fluid some way. Mm -hmm. And you just strip your whole body of all of its trace minerals and all of it that's why you can have, like, sex hangovers. As men, you can be, like, having too much sex, and you get a headache, and I you I feel like
1: females can do the same thing. They say you're dick drunk.
0: Right, 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 right. And um, so when I learned about ejaculation, sorry, when I learned about ejaculation, I have done it ever since. So since, like, 2013, 2012, I've just... That's it.
1: But that's not the only way, or is it?
0: Um, no, no. Because there's procreation. So for me, there's procreation. Because well, you have a
1: partner. So I feel like if you were single, then I could understand the ejaculation. Because it's more. You said spiritual, right? Or like well, what you're-
0: the thing is, is you can ejaculate but still achieve orgasm. So um. that's the thing. Is what we have with porn, for instance, is you have this whole idea that masculinity is a statue of the money shot, and you've got to get come coming out, right? But when you take that energy and put it back in, and it goes from your root chakra all the way to your crown chakra, it allows you to become in a state of sexual enlightenment. And that feels spiritual, it feels great. Whereas when you ejaculate, you just feel drained. So unless I'm actually creating a child, I'm not doing that.
1: But isn't that only a mind state, not a physical state? I mean, obviously it's both because you're in the ejaculation process, Mm -hmm. but I mean, again, myself, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm spiritual, I meditate, mm-hmm. I do all those things and I know what my mind can achieve, mm-hmm. but you're saying, cause I thought that it was just only doing it inward and not actually ejaculating as well, mm-hmm. but you saying the two is how do those two coexist? Because wouldn't you ex- reach the same expansion if you were inwardly doing the work?
0: Um, Ejaculation for procreation, ejaculation for regeneration. Recreation is something I haven't deal with. Recreation, but all of that's
1: still mindset, isn't n- it? Because No,
0: because... You're still okay. ejaculating. I'll give you an, I'll give you an example. Um, if you are trying to create a baby, mm-hmm. right, and you are ejaculating to try and create a baby, you should be eating the best... But
1: are you doing this baby as an intentional purpose? No, as an intentional okay. purpose. That's the only okay. reason that okay. you
0: should ejaculate because if you if if you could ejaculate but you couldn't orgasm or you couldn't climax through an ejaculation right sorry if you all right if you if there was no physical reward for ejaculation the same as ejaculation then i would say ejaculate Mm -hmm. but because there's a better physical reward for ejaculation and you achieve the same thing. You can have sex for as long as you want. And See, that's where things. I'm like, I
1: get all of that. That's what mm-hmm. I'm just saying. But it, wouldn't it still just be the difference of would it just be the mindset of what that is? Because you're still doing, obviously, you're not doing it to have the baby. But you're doing it for your no. own.
0: Ask, ask any man after he's ejaculated. This is a problem.
1: Yeah. I don't have a dick. I don't understand what <laughs> happens to you. I No, I think about my own sexual <laughs> things.
0: Ask any man after he's ejaculated what it's like when he goes to the gym. There is no power. They can't. Power That's there. why I
1: like when they, like, I get all that.
0: No, I, I'm trying to keep all my power. I get that. That's it.
1: I get that. Hmm, okay. I need it.
0: I need it. Um, I, I have so many I need things to do. <laughs> I have so much.
1: I'm busy. <laughs> right. I can't be doing all of this. I, can't I get be it. I'm tired. I get it. Okay, okay. Learn. You learn. You learn here at Private Talk. I like it. All right, next card.
0: Are we doing all the cards?
1: I told you we're doing every card. We're doing Ace of Clubs. It's a kinky question. Where's my kinky card? Okay. Hmm. Any fetishes? No. Have you ever been in an orgy? Yeah. How many people? Like seven or eight. Mm, well, okay.
0: But you know, it was, it was strange though, because is when I was those ages and we, we didn't call them orgy though, we just called them gangbang. Like, mm,
1: I guess it's the same thing. Same right?
0: thing. Yeah. Right. But when we was those ages and there was lots of girls in the area who was promiscuous and we was also promiscuous, we were seeing stuff on porn and it was like, right, let's go and do it then. Um, for a lot of people, at that age, they ain't able to recreate those type of things. They're just like.
1: And that's where I feel like when, like, the whole thing of, like, when they say, like, oh, porn, it's. I mean, again, I think you should be educational. You take what you can from it, but mm-hmm. it's not realistic to everyday, like, no. things. Especially if you're doing it at the level of 15, something, whatever. Like, you'll have no idea what the fuck you're doing. You right. think you do. You're trying to recreate a scenario. Right, right, right. But it's not anything when
0: it's, like, it, supposed it, to be. It, it didn't. Looking back on it, it didn't make any sense, but. Because the thing is, is like, there is no other guy in my fantasy, right? It's just not the thing. But there was a couple of other my friends there, and then there was like, you know, four or five women there as well. And we were swapping women and whatever. But then I was like, I don't really want to ever be near my friend when he's aroused because that's just not my type of life. But yeah. I was 15 and it was But if on. you
1: were in your situation where it was you and like the seven different girls and not your friends, all for it at that time. hundred percent. And I think that that's a lot of the thing too, is like why I feel like it's unrealistic with the porn thing. As far as like the partner situations is because realistically you're the part, like not a lot of people like to, to fuck people with their friends. Like it's, it's mm-hmm. a, it's not really common. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And like, and you know, in porn, they're usually probably aren't friends. Right, <laughs> They right, don't know right. each other. It's all a stage situation. So you try to re like do that thing. And then even with the girls, it's like, I don't want to fuck your friend because what if I like you and then then you think Mm, I want to fuck your friend. Right. So now we're creating all scenarios that aren't even warranted because people just want to fuck.
0: And then people think that they can bring that into marriage and it doesn't work.
1: Oh, that definitely doesn't work. (laughs) (laughs) I've been married. I've been divorced happily and we're here. All right. Last card is an ace of hearts which is a romantic Mm question. Would you consider yourself a romantic?
0: I'm not into romantics.
1: Okay. Biggest turn on. Um, How did your lady catch your attention?
0: She had a pure soul. She was a very beautiful spirit. And um, she's also plant-based. I've been plant-based for many years now. She's also plant-based. And the, the crazy stuff in the world that I saw, she allowed me to, because she didn't know a lot of the stuff that I was even speaking about at the time. She knows more now. She allowed me to escape that in just happiness and joy. And um, that's why I like spending a lot of time with children and animals because they don't think, oh, what's going to happen in 10 years' time? And all of the...
1: They haven't been exposed to as much, you know, life that sometimes makes us a little bit more jaded in certain
0: topics. So biggest turn on is pure soul and confidence. If somebody's not confident, then it's just like, you're going to... It's not good.
1: Not good. Hmm. Favorite place to be kissed?
0: Um, for what?
1: For life. <laughs> I'm like, what do you mean? Are you
0: talking sexual or are you talking spiritual?
1: Um, spiritual.
0: Spiritual, right here.
1: Mm, I like that. Um, let's see. Last question. Perfect date night for you. If you're a busy man. You have a lot going on, but you like to, you know, still make sure your lady is perfect. What would be a perfect date night for the two of you?
0: Perfect date night I think is a fire on the beach in the tropics and music and friends and dancing.
1: I like that. All right, that concludes Truth with Texas. You did a great job. <laughs> Thank you so much for participating. Is there anything you would like to ask me?
0: Yes. What would um you to ask me? I would like to ask you do you now having as many people in the world as know who you are and know who you are do you feel responsible now that you have the same attention as queens of old would have do you now feel responsible to do more on this earth for the people of this earth
1: um, you know, it's that's a loaded question in a lot of ways if you dissect it in certain mm-hmm. things. I would say that doing what I chose to do just because I gra- like I gravitated to it was something that I enjoyed. I didn't know I would have as much reach and a platform that I would have based off of a sexual background. Mm. So, sometimes it is intimidating to know the reach that that could be and also the potential of like knowing what people think of me in certain levels the mm-hmm. more personal work I've done it's not about what other people's opinions are it's about living in my truth mm-hmm. and living who I am my biggest part of what I wanted to continue to be of who I am is this last year was about showing a more vulnerable side of myself that people haven't really seen before and my podcast has kind of given me my voice back of Mm -hmm. where people saw me in a light of physical form, but Mm -hmm. now this has given me where it's uncensored, it's my own opinions, it's not edited, it's not anything like that. It's Mm -hmm. based off my thoughts. Mm -hmm. And it's given me more liberation and freedom to want to do more. I still teeter in lines of not really knowing what that means is why I gravitate to people like yourself who are so vocal about doing and changing more. And I look up to people like you and very, I want to do more. Um, I think uh, part of just clicking and following those five six years ago was a part of my start to why how I will do it eventually mm-hmm. um, everybody's time frame is a little bit different but mm-hmm. I think the inspirations of having conversations like this and knowing that you know the only limit is myself um, is is rewarding in itself of knowing that um, I can do more and I want to do more um, so I feel like I don't really know what that ultimately means in a broader spectrum Mm -hmm. Um, but I know that there is a bigger meaning for my life to have purpose to Mm -hmm. give people knowledge of not only that you could be sexually liberated and still want to do more and give back and Mm -hmm. use my platform for that but just to give back what I'm supposed to be because that's what God sent me here to be for so I think also in the last like two years I've been more spiritual Mm -hmm. so I've been more in tune with my intuition and my callings of what I provide for the planet and what I want to do. So I feel like I'm still kind of navigating what that that uh, journey really is. But I know that definitely I have a lot more work to do. We all do for sure. (laughs) Yes. Well, thank you so much. I definitely enjoyed our conversation. You are an authentic human being that I'm definitely glad that I got the chance to have you here with us. Um, I think that everything that you have going on is really inspirational and especially with myself wanting to do more. So thank you for coming and taking the time and please let us know again where we can follow you so we can support what you have going on.
0: Um, bars, you might have to put the full thing in because sometimes they hide it, but it's C-H-A-K-A-B-A-R-S. Follow that page. And right now we are raising money to build a orphanage and a bunch of houses for people who had their houses destroyed by a volcano eruption in Congo. Um, Congo is in Central Africa for all those people who don't know and um, it is the most mineral rich country in the world. It is the poorest country in the world at the same time as being the richest country in the world. So GDP it is the poorest country in the world. People there on average earn between max 400 to 800 dollars a year but at the same time, it, is, has, it has $24 trillion of rare earth minerals in the ground that will never dry mm. up because there's loads of those volcanoes there. And so I think that as a result of what's been happening in the Congo, um, from where Silicon Valley started, from where all these big tech companies have been getting their minerals from, there has been a, a human cost uh, has resulted in, um, in that excavation of minerals where... Uh, In the last 20 years in Congo, 10 million people have been killed. So it's the biggest genocide and the biggest loss of life since World War II. That's not being spoken about because we, with all of these electrical, I've got my phone in my pocket, all of these electrical things, um, we are benefiting from some people suffering, but because we ignore social forces that benefit us, we don't really inquire as to how we can change that because it's benefiting us. Because without a media platform and the internet nobody would know who I am like that Mm -hmm. so um, I think that while we are while we have access to these things as well as you know making ourselves money and telling people our message we also need to make sure that the people that we're benefiting from also We give
1: back, for sure. I love your message. I hope that we can hear with even, you know, when we put the podcast episode out, people go and support and join the movement. I definitely will be supporting to your cause. I appreciate you for taking the time and letting us know your message. And um, yes, thank you. And until next time.